0: Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. This is Matt, Assistant Pastor at Cornerstone, uh, and with me as always, Pastor Neil Wright. That's me. How you going, dude?
0: The Wright, Reverend Wright, is with you today.
1: The Wright, Reverend Wright. Yeah. Okay.
0: And uh, before we get into it, quick quick shout out to our uh, Chairman of our Committee.
1: Chairman. Yep, Dean yeah, Ham. Dean Ham. Yep. We is had, is had, he chairman? He's is it chairman.
0: Is Chairperson, chair. Chair. Chair, chair. It's chair now. He's I think a he's a chair. He's got four legs. <laughs> 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 no, he's, um, yeah, he's our chair. And we had the pleasure of having lunch with We did have lunch eminence with, today. with
1: the chair today. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was yeah. a lovely, lovely chat. It was a great chat mm. with the chair. So, hi, Dino. Hi, Dean. Shout out to oh, Dean.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't say Dino. That's a bit familiar.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Show some respect. Mr. Ham. <laughs> Mr. Ham.
0: I think Dino sounds better. It does sound better, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: It's more authoritative. Yeah,
0: I think so. Authoritative. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Matt.
1: Anyway, yes. We uh distract again. Yes. That's what what we do. Hey going?
0: I'm going all right.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Excellent. So um Neil.
0: Yes, mate.
1: I I had the uh the excitement, mm-hmm. the privilege, yes, the joy.
0: Oh yeah, Preacher brother.
1: Of uh, <laughs> of bringing the word on Sunday, uh, continuing on in our our series of called and chosen. Yep. Um, is that going to end anytime soon? Or
0: yeah, one day.
1: One day. Yeah, yeah. good. Anyway, but no, it was good. I've, I've been really enjoying the the challenge that's come f- through this series, and and on on Sunday just really felt like. Uh, God put on my heart to share that we are we are called and chosen to be uh, God's light to shine mm-hmm. God's light into the community around us. And um, really, there was there was a couple of I guess two key things that I want to talk about um, on on Sunday. And that was was basically providing a history of, of Cornerstone for one. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important that we we understand where we've come from. Um, you know, we we have we have the amazing gift of, of the Bible and and that talks about God's goodness through the history of the Bible and all the things that He does and and uh, the way that that things happen for a reason later on down the down the track and all that kind of stuff. But then there's the the testimony of of what God is doing now and the fact that He's still uh, active and at work and and so just to really share the the story of of Cornerstone uh, from its. From its birth, um, in a year that I can't remember because I don't have my notes in front of me, but it was what well, was it? <laughs> no, it was like two thousand five.
0: Yeah, two thousand and five.
1: Yep. Yep. In January two thousand five, um, where you know the church, the church was established as a as a group of people that met together. I think it was like fifteen people, fourteen people. So yeah. we met together, um, and and how um, God used that. Um, Gathering of people to to build and grow his church in the Howard Springs area. Hmm. Um, you know, we moved from from the Scout Hall to the community hall, and then from there we outgrew that.
0: So it's actually Whitewood Hall
1: at the front, oh, not White the Scout Wood, Hall. Oh. Yeah. Oh well.
0: But I know it's well, technical. It's, a lot of people say uh, Scout whatever. Hall. Whatever. It's a different building. I wasn't there then. No,
1: no. So I joined there's when White, we White Whitewood Hall. Okay. Well, then there's the one. There's the hall near the oval. Uh, What's Howard that one? Howard Park Hall. Howard Park Hall. That's yes. when I, I arrived with my lovely wife. Yes. When we moved in there. And then we we outgrew that and we had to move to an undercover basketball court. Mm, that was and, interesting. That was lovely, wasn't it? You know, industrial fans and um um wildlife that would come and join <laughs> yeah. into the services. Um
0: and sometimes the animals as well.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And uh but you know, the this just this challenge of, you know, it was it wasn't aircon, it was hot. There was yeah. these big fans on the walls and we had to set up and pack up every week, which yep. was a pretty massive thing to do. And, you know, yet, despite all of that, it, it flourished. You know, people mm. people were still wanting to be there and, and God was at work. And, yeah. and just the story of how we've got our land here on 85 Watwood Road now uh, and the amazing facility that we've got and how we, you know, that that land wasn't even earmarked as or zoned correctly for Mm. for us to have a a church building on it and and the way that it was just put on the leadership's heart and as a church we grabbed hold of that and we came and we we actually dug up the ground as we prayed together and took bits of dirt home and yeah and just you know I I stuck my bag of dirt on the fridge and every time I went to the fridge it was reminding me to pray over that land and and just to see the way that that God moved in that and and to see how the land became ours, and and then the process of of building a amazing facility that mm. that really is, you know, shining shining God's light out into the community around us. And yeah, um, you know, our, I don't know if you if you may have seen our building, you may have not, but if you if you jump on our website ccfnt.org.au, you will see photos of our building, and and the the biggest thing on it is is the is the big cross that sits yeah. at the back of our of our stage and and how that shines out at night and um, but even I, I, I shared in my message on Sunday just testimony of, of numbers of people that have have been impacted purely by the cross that has then drawn them to come um, and obviously uh, the building is not what what draws people in but it's God and and mm. then um, the the you know the the I'm not, I don't want to say duty but you know, that's what we're called to do as as people that come here as as a family of Cornerstone, we're called to to welcome people in and to yeah. invite them into a space where they're seeing God's light and love and his grace. Yep. Yeah, um, that's right.
0: And I and I sort of like so in between the school and here we also moved another time. Yep to the Lutheran school across the road from where we are now. Yep. And yeah, I think I like I loved that story and me and my wife were listening. So I've been at the church since it started, yep. uh, not pastoring from the start, but heavily involved before we had a pastor. Um, and then started pastoring nearly 14 years ago now at the church. Yeah. So I've been here a while. Uh, but just how you said, you know, that um, the light shining out and at youth events sometimes, if you drive past then and the lights are flashing on and off, you get yeah. this cross-changing colors. It's quite nice. Yeah. And very uh, attractive and drawing people in but i like what you said too hey the light shines out through that cross but really the light shines out through the people yeah which is what your message was about yeah um that whole you know that we are called to be light to the world mm. and mm. and we'd have to say that the world is broken in many many ways um and certainly seems quite dark yeah um and i think it's always been dark really since sin entered the world hasn't it yeah absolutely yeah. Um, absolutely yeah but i I love that that picture you know like yeah the cross shines out but that's not really the light we are guys yeah just that call to that
1: yeah yep um so then obviously that's the i guess the story of 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 how we got to be here um but then then ultimately that message that that we are that light and and so um if we look at some of the readings that i used on on sunday um the first one, of course, being John eight twelve, which is where Jesus says that He is the light of the world, um, and that and that promise from Him that it says, if you follow Me, you won't have to walk in darkness, mm. because you'll have the light that leads to life. Um, so I guess that's a that's a key uh, thing for us to grab hold of and, and remember that you know, is it's Jesus' light in us? It's not it's not our own a light that we're producing on our own. Um, but that importance of of making sure that we're we're staying connected and and following uh, him in that space, so that that you know what a what amazing blessing that we can walk in his light and that is his, mm. his love and his grace, you know, yep. his forgiveness, uh, as we go about as we've said in in the darkness of the world that is you know it's ruled by sin and you know so um, you know I heard I heard an example a little while ago um, as I was as preparing for the message. I don't actually think I included it on Sunday, but but it's this whole idea of as we go out, we're we're actually piercing the darkness and it's like yep. leaving, you know, you look at the night sky and you can see the stars and Ooh. it's like, you know, you're okay. jabbing, you know, where you go, you're, you're piercing that darkness. And, you know, ultimately the God's intention is that darkness is gone. It's, mm. you know, it's bright as day. Um, but you know as 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 the world we live in at the moment there is that there is that darkness and so that as we go out we we're, we're piercing that but yeah um but just that you yeah, that challenge i guess that that we we are called and chosen as our series of states we've been called and chosen to be god's light um in in uh was it Matthew 5 um jesus also says that that you are the light of the world that is us we are the light of the world um like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Yeah, um, nice. Again, just making sure we're in that space of, of remaining with Jesus. And and obviously that then flows into... Um, when Jesus was talking about being the vine uh, in John 15, yep. uh, where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches, and those of you who remain in me and I in them not only will stay in the light, but will produce much fruit, um, which then, Neil, flows into the yes. fruits of the Spirit.
0: There you go. Delay, boom, boom,
1: yeah. how that? It's pretty good. Like so Galatians five, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. And it's those fruits that ultimately are what produces the light that shine out of us. And it's not it's not anything that we produce in ourselves, but it's the Holy Spirit that produces yeah. that in us. And you know, so just I guess, yeah, just just it challenging us and reminding us to to stay connected to to Christ, to to let Him. Um, shine through us, hmm. uh, even even in moments when we don't have the strength to do that ourselves.
0: Yeah, no, that's really um, good. Yeah. I, I sort of like the way, like, just as we looking at these verses, um, that you've got the first one, which is in John chapter 8, verse 12. It's like, I'm the light of the world, follow me. Yeah. And you won't walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. So it's like this, you know, come with me, I'm the light. Uh, follow me and you'll have the light but then like in that Matthew verse in chapter 5 it suddenly changes to like you're not just going to have the light you will become the light yeah yeah. and that sort of is what you know those other verses talk about that once you actually connect into him there's this change that happens um, and out of that we actually become the light because Mm. we're so changed to be like Christ and as those fruits come out Um, in our lives but then as i was reading that matthew passage there um, it says no one lights a lamp then puts it under a basket and you know i've always sort of looked at that as though you know i don't know sort of like an abstract thing but when i actually was looking at it just then i was like who lit the lamp yeah jesus lit the lamp yeah and he's not putting us under a basket and it's it's more like, you know, I always thought, Oh yeah, we're the light of the world, but no light hides itself, do you know what I mean?
1: No, that's right. Yeah. So that's yeah, good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's actually God Himself lights us yeah. and He doesn't cover us. He's like, Nah, I want you to be this light to the world so they can see the transformative grace and power yeah. of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so I'm not hiding you away. So he, he lit us to shine in this world. Yeah. And he's not covering us. Yeah. You know, in my head, I'm like, wow, that makes it a whole different story. Yeah. You know, it's not like because we're too ashamed to shine. It's like, no, God is so proud of mm. this new creation. Yeah. That he wants yeah, the world it's good. to see it. And I was just like, wow. And then they'll praise the Heavenly Father. Yeah. You know, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really key thing too, in terms of, you know the, what? What is the purpose of of letting the light shine? And that is that is so that everyone, everyone, mm. will, will praise the heavenly Father. It's not yeah, about right. making us look good. We're not shining our light out so that or God's light out so that we look good or anything like that. It, it's all about uh, bringing praise and glory to to God. Yeah. Um. And and again, the fact that he's he's calling us and choosing us to to be part of of shining his light out.
0: Yeah. You know, as yeah. As
1: you said, he's he's proud of of the new creation that we become
0: yeah it's pretty exciting
1: it's, it's great cool. it's very really good
0: yeah so Matt what do you think I mean obviously you've talked about the, the fruit of the spirit yeah and in your message you talked about that but when, when you were pondering this in your own time yeah what did you think the light of the world really looked like so if I was looking at you yeah or whatever a Christian and I'm like yeah we're the light to the world what does that actually mean we're the light
1: yeah, I, I think it is, it is really that the producing of, of that fruit in the different circumstances that we find ourselves in. And mm. it's not, again, it's not us producing that fruit. It's the Holy Spirit in us producing that fruit. And that's, that's what stands out to people as we go out into the world. You know, we find ourselves in different circumstances, in different situations where we just respond in ways that, that makes people stop and go, hang on, what's going, what's going on here? Mm. Um you know I I, I talked about a, a personal story of mine when when Toby my son was born has down syndrome major medical issues and there was this period of time where we were waiting for his life-saving surgery and it was just crazy like there was we had nurses coming and and freaking out because they didn't want to be on looking after him in case he died yep. on their shift sort of thing like that was stuff they said to us afterwards yeah um but Time and time again, people would come and comment on how at calm and at peace we were in the midst of the situation. And that, yep. I, can, I can tell you, that wasn't anything of our own doing other than the fact that we were trusting that God had a plan and a purpose in all of it. Yep. Um, and so we were, I guess, producing this fruit of, of peace, peace yeah. that stood out to people. Yeah. that it was like how how are you even at peace in this situation and yeah. you know so i think that's that's the key of it all in in the way that we shine the light out is is how do we respond in the situations that we come up against that is different from how the world responds yeah no that's um, good you know and i and i think that's a really good challenge for us too as we go about the thing our daily lives in terms of the way that we respond in all areas you know whether we're a parent or you know, or at work, or at school, or in sport, or whatever we're doing. You know, in the situations that we find ourselves in, you know, what what are the the things that we're exhibiting? You know, are we getting angry, or are we anxious, or are we worried, or all of those things that mm. that don't line up with the fruit of the spirit? And when we feel that, there's this challenge for us to think, well, how do I how do I realign my yeah. thinking with God? And you know, am I actually connected in with God today? Do I need to just Yep. take a step back and... Yep. And so when, when you lose
0: it. control of yourself, you're like, well, hold on. I'm not displaying a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think, like, just what you said there in terms of, like, uh, you in front of those nurses or whatever. And I, I doubt that would be the only people that notice. Like, I'm sure there's other people in your lives that would have been the same. They're like, what's going on with you guys? Why aren't you freaking out? Mm. I'm sure you were. <laughs> but... It, well, that, that's what I
1: say. Like, there's no... As I, as I was saying, like it's, it's, it's clearly evidence of fruit of the Spirit because in in myself I was I was freaking out, but that's not what was coming out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there was, um, and I think that's that's what the Holy Spirit brings. Hmm. Is it? Is a, It's a, it's it's a gift that it's a, it's a gift that's not for yeah, us. It's for other right, people. You know gift, what I mean? That yeah. so it flows. It's yeah. It's uh, intended to flow out.
0: Yeah, and so being the light of the world obviously is to to pull people out of darkness right and and so i think that's good like so you've basically in that whole experience given people a chance to ask you why yeah and then you've got the reason to explain the hope that you have absolutely yeah and i think that that's true like i mean i do know at times people have said they've noticed something in my life whatever they're like how come Blah, blah, blah 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 and it really does give you the opportunity to say hey it's actually christ working in me yeah. You know, I'm actually not that great, you yeah. know, but, you know, God has produced this in my life. I trust him. I know him. This is what he can do for you. Mm. Um, do you want it? Yeah. You know, so you're showing them the light, um, you know, that that God sent his son, Jesus, so that you can actually have that reconciled relationship with him and have the benefits of his grace um, thrown onto you, which is... A nice thing, I yeah. must admit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm very grateful for it, that's for sure. Um, yep. Yeah, so going back to, um, I think, oh, we might touch on it in another one. How, how far are we into this episode, Matt? How many minutes are we in?
1: I have no idea.
0: We just ramble on we just until we're We tired. just keep going until we're, we feel like we've <laughs> wrapped up. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, um, so
0: you talked about the wood collection day. Wood, wood was, collection. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Part yep. of our journey um, yep. as a church. So... Um because I was pastor at the time, yep. I sort of know a bit more about those steps. And we met with Baptist Financial Services at some stage. And um, we were like, oh, you know, we want to build. And this is after a while operating. And and basically the, the man in charge at that time was like, you're not going to build a building. You've got no money. And we were like, I was just like, there's been two or three times in my life at least, that I just feel so sure about something that God said. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, we'll get the money. We'll yep. build this building. I just knew it. Yep. And it seemed so far out of reach. <laughs> we had yep. you know, pretty much nothing in the bank. And you need your deposit, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so as a church, we committed to, okay, let's start saving. We, we, we got money and kept scrimping it away. But we had one day and... um I might just let you talk about it from your perspective. Yeah. Um, where we had a a day to say, guys, we need one big push here um, to get this building built. Yeah. Um, and we did what we called the wood collection day. So would yep. you like to tell us what that was? Well,
1: I guess I guess from my perspective, it, it came across as as you know here here we are. We've we've been through this process of um, you know we're growing growing as a church. We've you know there's there's land that's been identified. The land is actually by God's miraculous intervention, mm. and and uh, you know, as I said on Sunday, many hours of meetings and forms and stuff going into it. But this land has been rezoned and and yep. provided for us to build on. Um, but in order to do that, we need to have the the resources to actually be able to even think about building. Mm. Um, and so this this wood collection day came up, and and it was just. Um, an opportunity for us as a church to really get behind what, you know, what God had in store, um, in, in more than just prayer and whatever, this was a, this was a physical thing that we all needed to get on board with and, and make it happen sort of thing. So, you know, and just, just like, um, the example of building the tabernacle in the, in the wilderness after the Israelites escaped from Egypt, um, where Moses sort of just said to everyone, "You need to bring what you have um, together, so that we can build build this place um, that will house the presence of God while we were in the wilderness." Um, and then I think again in in uh, when when Solomon builds the temple, um, there's this call to bring for people to bring what they have to contribute towards the building of the temple. Um, and so that was what this day was about. It was an opportunity for people to bring uh, from their physical resources uh bringing together it, um, their physical resources so that we were in this place of having an opportunity to even build the building in the first place and so um i think off the top of my head there was about 50 50 people committed to that at the time yep um, and on that one day we raised one hundred and five thousand dollars. yeah which like is just amazing absolutely incredible still blows me away when i when i think about that and you know, and that was just a, a one-day commitment, and then there's been people that have have committed to that since, ongoing, yeah, and um, still doing it, and still doing it, yeah. Um, which is which is just amazing. But that that coming together really gave us as a church an opportunity to to even think about, as you say. You know, you had meetings with. Uh, banks and whatever and they said there's no way you're gonna be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but it but that was what was enabled us to do that and, and here we are in a, in an incredible facility and you know there's there's still a responsibility for us as a church um to to make sure that we um you know are good stewards with that and and you know continue to support that and bring bring the physical of what we have uh to make sure that this continues to be um that beacon of light in the community. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's ongoing.
0: Yeah, and the building, I mean, itself has really allowed us to do a lot of ministry stuff that we could never have done without yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's one of the things like, you know, when we built it, it was like we want to show people we're here for good. We're yep. not here just to, you know, for a few years. We're, we're here. We want to plant. We want to bless this community and be the light. Yep. And, you know, that's a good thing to be, I think.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, it was
0: fantastic. Yeah, no, Matt, it was really good. And like my own personal point of view on the weekend message, just loved hearing that story again of, you know, the the church and how it came about. And um, I will be doing a bit of a message more on something around that in a few weeks' time Um, because that was a lot of effort, right? Yeah. But it was also a lot of faith effort. And, yes. you know, we fought very hard, fought the fight of faith to get where we were. And, you know, we're here, but where does God want us to go from here? Yeah. You know, and I think one of the dangers is we can actually uh, end up being complacent. Mm. And, you know, that's it. We're here now. And, yeah, the message will be around that, um, what happens when you actually... Become complacent. <laughs> it's just, it's actually yeah. not a very good ending and you'll see it all throughout the Old Testament with Israel. Yep. Be exactly yeah, the sure. same for us. No, if exactly we don't. right. And
1: that's and that's I think that's a key part of reminding us about yeah. where we're coming from and the fact that it's ongoing, that it's not, you know, God's not done. Yeah. You know?
0: That's right. And I know one of your favourite things is those, you know, the um the the things that they left as markers in the wilderness yep. or, you know, yep. built out of stones and yeah. to remind them of where yeah. they've come from. And I think that's good because um, you are very big into uh, thinking about legacy. Yep. And it's important. Yeah. Yeah, very important. Yep. What we leave behind. Definitely. Right. Fantastic, Matt. Excellent. I don't man. have
1: anything more to add. No, that's good. Thank you. appreciate your additional words of wisdom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh no, it's good. Thanks, mate. Thank you. See you later. Bye.